this is recording. Cameras on you. Today on Defining Truth, we're going to talk about a Chinese lab and an arrest made of a Chinese national here in California. The Newsom debate, the Israel update. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Defining Truth, the podcast. I'm Josiah O'Neill, and I'm here with Brandon Jones, the orchestra master. Brandon, um, how was your Thanksgiving? It was great. Went to uh, Phoenix, yeah. saw some family, came back, and uh, here we are. Long time no see. We went out to, uh, well, you left the state. We went up to Northern California. It's amazing how much better you can breathe when you're away from all the uh, Democrats in Los Angeles. Just must be something about the air and, you know, it's science. Yeah, but as you get closer, farther <laughs> away from Los Angeles, you get closer you, to Portland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we bypassed the San Francisco poop zone. <laughs> we, we didn't take the uh, sea route. Anyways, um, a while back we talked about the Chinese lab and uh, we had said that we were going to circle back. So today we want to touch on it just briefly. In case you weren't aware, a secret laboratory was discovered in California being ran by Chinese nationals. The main guy, the owner, if you could call it, was, was a Chinese citizen. And uh, you would not believe what they found inside this lab. Thousands of vials of deadly diseases and viruses, things like the deadliest form of malaria and uh, tuberculosis. And perhaps most scary was all these rats they found, which had been genetically modified to catch and carry COVID-19. So our very own Congressman Kevin Kiley uh, followed up on this, and I'm gonna, he put out some great information on Instagram about it. Um, he, he, he said that following the discovery of this secret illegal Chinese biolab in California, uh, he had requested an investigation by the House Select Committee on the CCP, I believe that's what it is, Brandon. Um, and so they finally come out with this report, okay? And this is a committee... Uh, in D.C. Uh, that's in charge of sort of keeping up on what the Chinese Communist Party is doing, especially when it involves U.S. interests. So this lab was run by this international fugitive. His name was Jai Bei Zhu, uh, and he had been on the run after running various state-connected companies in China. And he moved to Canada, where he sets up dozens of corporations to, quote, steal valuable American intellectual property, and unlawfully transfer it to China. Now, I want to pause there because, and Brandon, you've, you've had enough discussions with me to pick up on this, but what is that called when you are stealing intellectual property and sending it to communist China? You're a traitor. Well, well I guess he's, he's, a Chinese, he's Chinese. He's a Chinese national, so it's not treason. It's espionage. Espionage. <laughs> I knew it was right there. <laughs> This I was is, I was I was baffled by the fact that I, I was reading here that there's he's got a three hundred and thirty million dollar Canadian dollar judgment oh, against him for this espionage against stealing American intellectual property. Yeah, so for anybody in the know, this is this is spy work. It's espionage, right? You have a foreign national who's in a foreign country, uh, involved in crimes, yes, but there's two key things here. One, he's being paid by the Chinese government. Two, he's sending valuable intellectual property back to the Chinese government. The Supreme Court of British Columbia, as you mentioned, uh, found that he had committed 
fraud on an epic scale, $330 million in judgment. Then he fled to America. All right. So then he gets to America, this place uh, in Reedley, California, and he sets up this crazy biochemical lab with all kinds of suspicious stuff going on. Um, they actually only discovered it because a code inspector comes along and he sees this plumbing or piping on the outside that's not up to code. So then they go inside. No, it wasn't even it. piping. It was a it, it was a female that found it, and it was a water hose. A water hose. They got caught because they didn't roll up their hose. Yeah. Well, there might have been a little more to that, <laughs> given the espionage allegations. But so they get a tip, right, from probably people who don't operate within the continental United States, but maybe still are, are around. So what do they find? They find. Many Chinese nationals wearing white lab coats, glasses, masks, latex gloves, along with thousands of vials of biological substance and substances and 1,000 mice. And, uh, of course, they later determined that these were transgenic mice, not transgender. To I was going to say transgender? Or? These are not mice who think they're cats. Transgenic, transgenic mice. <laughs> they're genetically engineered to catch and carry the COVID-19 virus. Of uh, you know, and then they also found blood and tissue and other bodily fluid samples and serums, along with thousands of vials of suspected biological material. But many of them were, were labeled in codes, which they never were able to figure out. Here, here's the crazy part. So uh, responsible entities find this place, right? They smell it. Something's off. Something's wrong. They go to the CDC. And at first, the CDC refuses to investigate. They even hung up on local officials, according to Congressman Kiley who asked for their help. And then once Congressman uh, gets involved, the CDC begrudgingly, apparently, does an inspection and finds 20 potentially infectious agents, including HIV, tuberculosis, and the deadliest known form of malaria. Yet, the CDC didn't bother to test any of the samples, even those with unknown contents, making it impossible for the select committee in D.C. to fully assess the potential risks that this specific facility posed to the community. Uh, the committee is calling this baffling. And um, especially given the fact that local officials discovered later a refrigerator in the lab labeled Ebola. So, I mean, my personal opinion, I think the CDC is dirty. They, they obviously have connections to America's enemies or some there. We're not going to carpet, you know, cover everybody, but the CDC is not to be trusted. Clearly we learned that during COVID. They have some really nefarious and shady connections to people who don't like America very much. Um, point in case, it's not very American to find a Chinese national tied to the Communist Party running infectious lab test at some illegal lab in California and the CDC just blows it off. Um, I read in other news elsewhere that basically this guy was operating under the pretense of selling test kits. So, <laughs> like thousands of test kits that went into the state of California for testing COVID and other, other things. They even had pregnancy tests. Many of them were mislabeled where like, it wasn't even a test for what you were testing. So that's what he was. That's what he was there supposed to be doing. That's how he got into the country. Right. The supposed purpose of the lab was to sell these test kits. But um, in fact, all the company did was buy counterfeit kits from China and then resell them in the United States. All while he was making Ebola, which has a 25 to 90%, 90% lethality rate. Which, again, raises the question, as uh, Congressman Kiley points out at the end of his uh, post here, what is the true purpose of the lab? 
if you're selling fake kits that don't even work or they're mislabeled, right? You're giving someone a pregnancy test and saying, take this to see if you have COVID. Negative. You don't have COVID, but you have a baby. Um, especially given that uh, the the main guy, Jesse Zuhi, Zuhi is uh, a, a criminal. And especially, and here's the kicker, he was, quote, receiving unexplained payments via wire transfer from Chinese banks back in mainland China. And uh, the report further notes that no one knows whether there are unknown other unknown biolabs around the country because there's no monitoring system in place. Oh, guaranteed. Of course there are. But when you have a government as far left as the current administration who's, who is hell-bent on driving America towards the left in an extreme way, you miss common things mainly involved in national security. And we've talked about that before. They, they fail miserably on the border with national security. They fail miserably when it comes to crime because of their woke idiocy. And uh, they've failed miserably here in failing to stop Chinese intelligence operations in the United States. Very sad. Um, I'm sure there'll be more to come on that. As of now, uh, the main guy, Jesse Zuhay, has been arrested. I just read the DOJ uh, press release on that. But um, he's only looking at three years for unauthorized laboratory use uh, and potentially max of five for lying to federal officers. Because lo and behold, he didn't tell the truth when they asked him, are you a spy? Are you operating in a legal laboratory? And he's like, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, you can go to yourself and read it if you want on the DOJ's main page. All right, so now we're going to talk about the uh, debate between Gavin Newsom, who was repping California and Democrats, and uh, Ron DeSantis on behalf of Florida and the Republicans, and the uh, very staunch difference between the two ideologies. Uh, what did you think of the debate? Um, I thought it was interesting, as we <clears throat> pointed out, to watch them go back and forth and kind of just like sling insults at each other. I mean, I definitely think uh, Ron DeSantis had the upper hand it, because what Newsom's done in California and what the left has done writ large across the country is really indefensible. But I will say, like I pointed out when you and I were watching it in there, I, I, I do wish that someone on the conservative side would cut through the superficial back and forth lies the left always throws and cut to the deeper issue the culture war issue of what, what is your true intention, right? Because we still, and by we, I mean real Americans, we still argue with Democrats as if they're Americans, like pro-American, freedom-loving, you know, enjoy the Constitution. They gave up on that a long time ago. So we argue with them as, as almost as equals on the level of constitutional respect, and they just don't care. I mean, Newsom specifically, you're talking about a guy who recently tried to abolish the Second Amendment by passing the 25th. Um, and I think that's, that's an error on the conservative part. Uh, you have to cut through the lies that they always throw and go deeper and say, what is your true purpose here? Um, and that's culture wars. And I'm, I'm saying that because we were watching him, you know, go back and forth about the border. It's just unbelievable. This guy, Newsom, will, you know, you'll ask him or confront him with a fact, something that he's really messed up, whether it's homelessness, overdoses, drugs, crime out of control, no control at the border. He'll look you dead in the face and say, the border's under control. You're lying. What are you talking about? And it's almost like these lemmings on the left, they line up behind him. They just believe everything he says. Yeah. What I mean by the culture war issues is instead of arguing with them about whether their border policy is good or not, because it's obviously not, you have to go deeper and say, let's talk about who you really are. You don't want America to be America anymore. You are a far left 
progressive Marxists. You cozy up with dictators like Xi Jinping in China. You cozy up to the World Economic Forum and the globalist. You believe in big government. You believe in mass taxation. You believe in your authoritarianism. Like he recently said on a trip to China, Newsom said that the one good thing about an authoritarian regime is that you can get a lot done. I mean, did we not see that during, during COVID? These guys are power-hungry, savagely anti-American. And I think that's really what we need to move towards on the conservative side of addressing and exposing leftists for who they really are. I mean, what, what did you see that kind of stood out to you during, during the debate? Well, I think one thing is uh, that you kind of alluded to is I, I think that the debate was a great idea uh, to show the contrast between Republicans and Democrats. Uh, Gavin Newsom is probably the most uh, prolific Democrat in uh, American politics right now. Uh, he's definitely going to have a future run at president, although uh, DeSantis accused him of running a what he called a shadow campaign. Newsom insists that he's not running for president, even made a little jab comment at uh, <coughs> DeSantis that said that uh, despite anything that's being talked about tonight, there's one fact that's true, and that's that neither of them are going to be the next president, which <laughs> I have to admit it, that was kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> but, but where this forum kind of missed, and like I said, you alluded to this, is the average American doesn't understand or doesn't know what the truth is, right? They go to the media like Fox News, MSNBC, CNN. They go to the mainstream media traditionally to kind of sift through and figure out what the truth is. Right. And really, this debate was nothing more than entertainment, like most debates. Newsom says one thing, DeSantis counters and says another. DeSantis says one thing, Newsom counters and says another. Uh, there was a couple times where Sean Hannity kind of stepped in and called out Newsom. But again, like Newsom said from the beginning, it, it was going to be a two-on-one situation. So we, we really need to find a way in American politics to kind of get that deeper cut and get to that next level while still keeping people engaged. Because if you kind of get below the surface, people start to lose attention. Or, or start to stop paying attention. So um, I thought that as far as entertainment goes, there was a lot of great zingers. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, DeSantis mentioned that he was talking to somebody who had moved from from California <laughs> to Florida, yeah. and he says that this individual was telling him that California or that Florida is so much better governed. There's less taxes. He feels safer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he says, "Oh, by the way, that was Gavin Newsom's father-in-law," <laughs> which was just absolutely savage. Um, to, to wrap all of that up, it, it for, for me, it was pretty clear that one person was telling the truth on, on most things, and the other person was just flat out lying. Uh, Gavin Newsom placates the American people. Um, he sits there and he smiles while he lies. You were talking about your experience in, in interrogations and reading his facial expressions. And oh, his, he was lying the whole time. Yeah, in his mm. uh, body movements. And it's interesting how he switched because in 2020, he was kind of on the boat of... The Biden administration is not really doing what they need to do for us. Uh, you know, this, that, the other thing. And that's probably when he thought he was going to run for president. Now he's totally switched. He's aligned at the hip with uh, Biden and Harris. And he failed to admit, uh, he has to know, because I don't think he's a dumb person. I think he's, uh, I think he's evil, but I don't think he's stupid. He failed to admit that Joe Biden is not cognitive, cognitively uh, able to continue on as president. Yeah. He thinks that he's a hundred percent there. He's good to go. He, you know, I've, I've quote, I've known Joe a long time and, and he's great. So those are some things that I noticed. Uh, but like I said, as far as entertainment, it's, uh, 
it was a great show. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think that what uh, what conservatives in general need to do more because you have people like Newsom and Obama was the same way. Uh, they're they're like um, they're eloquent, but you can listen to them for an hour and they don't actually say anything. Uh, Marxists and those on the left have a long history of doing this, right? They have their little communist meetings behind closed doors and they decide what is our goal? This is what we want to do. And then they're masters on the propaganda side because they can't ever just come out and say it, right? It's like the famous quote, the issue is never the issue. And it's getting harder and harder for them to conceal that. And Newsom's a perfect example. So he's got all these nefarious, dark, progressive Marxist uh, ideals and goals. But when he talks to people, it's like you're just, you're placating, like you said. You're saying things that you think people want to hear, and that's never really your true intention. And it comes out in the same way that they debate. And it's very obvious his body language betrays him when he was talking because he's trying to sound like he loves America, but he hates America. He hates the country. He hates God. He hates all of our Christian Judaic values. And because they hate that so much, they they don't want to come out and just say, we are diehard religious secularist. We, we hate God. We hate America. We hate the Christian Judaic values. So, you know, we believe in this progressive Marxist utopia. So instead of saying that, they just lie, right? It's the whole racist thing, right? Like you'll ask him like dead serious. You'll ask him, Hey, like, why don't you close uh, uh, open, uh, close the border or secure the border when you have thousands of people coming through many of them? And I'm not talking about, you know, your regular immigrants, but the potential for bad people to be in those groups is very high. We have Iranian nationals, Chinese nationals, you have others who are intending to do America harm. And they'll look at you dead in the face and be like, the border's totally secure and you're a racist. And they'll just repeat that over and over and over again. We saw that during the debate. He just repeated lies over and over again. And it's that's the problem the left has created such a strong dependency for their followers, right? You get free services, free money, free school, free everything. It, it, it grows power for you because people are dependent. Like we've quoted many times, our founders knew this when they said subservience or dependence breeds subservience. They're still playing the same game. So it's very difficult to listen to a debate with this type of person because they're, they're, they have no care or concern they're, 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 they're zealots in that ultimate goal of achieving their progressive Marxism or globalism, whatever label you want to put on it, it's fundamentally changing the United States of America. And so to get there, you can do anything. Well, and something else we talked about too, and I just thought about it is, is you really shouldn't be, and, and by you, I mean, just regular people out there, you're doing yourself a disservice by watching this debate if you're not educated on the issues. Right. Um, because one thing that we talked about is, is it's not really, we don't watch these debates uh, to learn about the issues. We know the issues because we're, we're engaged politically and civically. Um, What you really need to be doing is watching for somebody's character because uh, what Gavin Newsom did when, when he wasn't lying, he wasn't, he also wasn't telling the truth. An example of that was he talked about the Biden administration had created more jobs than the last three presidents, uh, Republican presidents combined. Well, the truth of the fact of that is, which, uh, uh, DeSantis tried to call him out on, but it was it was a little weak. Is that all of those jobs were lost due to COVID? Biden becomes president, and people started going back to work. Lockdowns that they mandated. Yeah, so it kind of it, it went down, and then it kind it's like the tide. It went out, and then it came back to right where yeah. it was. It, it didn't exceed 
where they were. So, well, they fired everyone. They closed the businesses. They crushed the economy. And then when they decided to let people open up again, they were like, "Look at all the jobs we're creating." Yeah, and so, Snakes. and my point is to to kind of wrap that around and bring it back is, if you're just the average Joe sitting at home, you're like, "Well, man, Biden created more jobs than the last three Republican presidents. Like, what what were those Republican presidents doing?" So you have to kind of have that background information to really go into a debate as a listener and, uh, and understand what's going on. Because like I said, you, you shouldn't be watching these debates to learn about uh, these policies or to learn about what's happening right now in politics. You really should be going uh, to see somebody's character. And, and actually that goes true for uh, the Republican presidential primary debates too. You can really see uh, somebody's character come out in these debates. Chris Christie, for example, the only reason he's running for president is because he hates Donald Trump. Yeah, uh, he 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 brings nothing else to the table. That, that that's the only reason. So yeah, well, there's there's one thing to just cap off whenever you listen to a debate like this, or you listen to politicians in general. Um, they lie about statistics. They lie about policies. I mean, we watched Newsom lie the entire hour plus in that debate. He just willy nilly made stuff up in fantasy land. They confront him on crime in California, which is out of control. It's atrocious. Everyone knows that. And he would just be like, there's no crime here. Everything's wonderful. Um, one thing as a, as just a regular person, if you're not super informed, just compare it to reality. That's a great baseline. And we're all about that here at defining truth is compare what people are telling you to your real world experience. Right. And for, and, and no one can testify to that more than, citizens of California. You know, he, he, um, he had that really weird moment where DeSantis talked about how bad Los Angeles was. And he was like, how dare you offend the beautiful city of Los Angeles? I'm like, okay, no one's, I don't know anyone that calls Los Angeles beautiful. Apparently you haven't been there in a long time. It's a cesspool. It's just as bad as San Francisco. San Diego's getting there as well. It's horrifying. It's the, the LAPD union boss himself put out a press release telling people don't come here on vacation. It's too dangerous. Yeah. Well, that's another way that, that Newsom placates people is because right. Los Angeles used to be seen as the city of angels and movie stars would go there to, to fill their dreams. Well, it, it hasn't been that for, for decades. I mean, this, uh, it, no, cause he's destroyed it. Leftism destroys everything. Yeah, leftism has it destroyed it. Uh, uh, DeSantis called him out for, you know, he said that when he was, when uh, Newsom was a mayor of San Francisco, he had a, a 10 year plan to end homelessness. And that was 20 years ago. And since then he's had other 10 year plans. Well, what he meant was increase homelessness 10 times. <laughs> That's what he actually meant. I, I thought it was interesting too, how uh, Newsom's very arrogant and he kind of, he was claiming California as if California was him, right? As if the fifth largest economy in the world is somehow him. And I'll be like, bro, you're not California. No, I want to make it clear right now. I, I do not identify as Gavin Newsom. <laughs> you, you, you are a far left uh, authoritarian who is destroying the economy, wasting billions of dollars, uh, wrecking society and the culture with crime and all your militant LGBTQ issues like trans stuff in schools like we've talked about. And yet you want to claim that the good aspects of California have anything to do with you? No, you're just the guy that bought his way into a position and have just wrecked havoc ever since you got there. But don't take my word for it. That's the same thing that ha that has happened all over this country. Look at Chicago, look at Detroit when they went through their bankruptcy, look at every single Democrat city. Just look at every city that's horrible, that has major problems. They're all run by Democrats. And that's because the left writ large, has 
given up on the idea of Christian Judaic principles and what America believed in, and they have gone in pursuit of this idol called human secularism. They have traded the truths of those Christian principles, which our founders knew would run a successful country, and they've traded them for globalism and self-exaltation. And everywhere it goes, it destroys. And that's really the key right there. Gavin Newsom is the uh, perfect example of a secularist, godless, world economic forum, Chinese Communist Party loving politician. He will lie and lie and lie. And it doesn't matter what the truth is. He will lie to the American people, and he continues to do so. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a, I don't know, I kind of get kind of, uh, uh, these debates don't kind of excite me anymore because, you know, they're they're always the same. But if there were any takeaways, that was, that was there. Well, I thought <laughs> um, it was interesting. I was reading yesterday. Uh, the book 1776 by David McCullough. If you haven't read it, I highly encourage you to do so. He was a uh, renowned, excellent historian. And uh, even if you don't like history, the book is, it's factual, it's historical, but it reads like a novel. It's fantastic. And I came upon this quote um, from Nathaniel Green, who served under General Washington. And, uh, you know, if there was any doubt for people like Newsom or the Democrats who want to be like, well, separation of church and state and America never believed in God and all this stuff. Listen to what Nathaniel Green said. He said, thanks to God, since providence hath so determined, America must raise an empire of permanent duration, supported upon the grand pillars of truth, freedom, and religion, and encouraged by the smiles of justice and defended by her own patriotic sons. And then he said, permit me then to recommend from the sincerity of my heart, ready at all times to bleed in my country's cause, a declaration of independence and call upon the world and the great God who governs it to witness the necessity, propriety and rectitude thereof. Every single one of our founding fathers knew that God had something special in store for America if America would simply get on their knees and surrender and and fall back under the Lord, under God. And we weren't talking about the, you know, the Eastern mystics or Allah, we were talking about the God of the Bible. These are Christian Judaic values from whence came all of our laws, our constitutional concepts, everything. So it's no wonder that when you have a political group seeking to dismantle our way of life, that you're going to reap what you sow. Anyways, last topic we want to get on, just a quick update on Israel. So this week we saw several groups, iterations, or waves of hostage releases. Uh, In total, according to the Washington Post, 78 Israeli and dual national hostages were released as part of the exchange deal that began on November 24th. As of Thursday, Israel has released in exchange 240 Palestinian prisoners. Um, I want to point that out as interesting because it's always been the case. The terrorists will capture some innocent child and literally hold a child in terror and, and as a hostage and a captive, and they'll demand that Israel releases um, prisoners, basically. Uh, one, of the, one of the ladies uh, that was released, a woman, uh, her face was all burned and scarred, and a Hamas propaganda wing put out an image saying, like a before and after, it was of, of this woman before her face was burned, and then one after, and they were like, before Israel and after Israel, and then somebody fact-checked him, that woman's face is burned because she tried to blow up a car bomb in Israel and murder a bunch of Israeli civilians. She didn't die, 
but was injured in the blast, and then she was arrested. The fact that we have to trade terrorists to get little children and women back from Hamas is obscene. It's grotesque. Um, and of course, as of about 30 minutes ago, the ceasefire has ended because Hamas started uh, attacking Israel again. Yeah, they did that uh, yesterday too, I think. Their Israel intercepted a missile that was coming from Gaza uh, during the supposed ceasefire, which is, which is uh, amazing that all of these leftist, liberal, elite, privileged people in, in the United States, um, they're asking for a ceasefire. And like we said before, there, there was a ceasefire on October 6th and Gaza went in and raped and murdered yeah. uh, thousands of women and children and, and men too. So yeah. how's it's, that for your ceasefire? It, it, imagine imagine <clears throat> closing in on the Nazi high command in Berlin after hundreds of thousands have died and millions of innocent people have been slaughtered. And as you're closing in on high command in Berlin, imagine people all of a sudden going, ceasefire. Just stop. Just let them live. No, what, what, what any rational person understands is that organizations like Hamas should not exist. They should be completely eradicated. And it does two things. One, it delivers justice. And as the United States, we should always be on the side of justice. And two, it sends a clear message to those who would perhaps not pick up a rifle but support those types of evil organizations. It causes them to think twice about whether or not they want to support genocidal terrorist organizations. Now, we'll have a ceasefire when Hamas is wiped clean from the face of the earth. I mean, in their charter, that is what they say about Israel, right? Their, their, the purpose of Hamas's existence is to eradicate all Jews from the earth. And guess what? Christians are next. So why there's any debate, any tolerance at all with a group like this, um, uh, Israel has put up with this for years and years and years. They have been attacked. Their sons and daughters have been murdered. This attack on October 7th was so grotesque and egregious that even Instagram has banned videos like they did mine. It was just a conversation of a terrorist I had sitting in an office talking about what he did to innocent Israeli civilians and Instagram banned my, my post. Extremely anti-Semitic, by the way, that Instagram did that. Horrible, horrible uh, left-wing, insane people over there at Meta who are not allowing truth to be told. Very dangerous. Because if they're not doing it with an extreme terrorist act like Israel, just imagine what they do during U.S. elections. Um, I really think, and I know some people disagree with me, side note on this, I really think that uh, our representatives in, in D.C. need to get a hold of the out-of-control communism that's rampant through big tech. I mean, if you don't have free speech on our, our only platform for exchange of information and news, then you don't have free speech. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so the ceasefire's ended. Conflict has begun again. And uh, we'll wait and see. I think just in closing, I, I thought it was... Uh, it's, it's really astounding to see the level of ignorance and support from American leftists and others around the world who have rallied in support of this horrifying terrorist organization. Uh, the rallies we see in, all over the UK, um, in Canada, and here in the United States, it's embarrassing. I'm, I'm embarrassed that our, our progressive Marxist Democrats have allowed this type of culture to fester here, and now it's just giving this 
It's giving birth to the ugly child that is leftism. When you tell your kids that America's bad and racist and horrible and you should never believe in God and there's no such thing as a man or woman and all of these culture war issues, they fester, they fester, and then they breed little obedient lemmings who follow authoritarianism. And that's exactly the purpose of what they're doing. And one of the ways that it's manifesting itself now is in this ridiculous uh, pro-Hamas display of support. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. But all we can do is tell the truth. You got to keep going. Uh, I would not be discouraged by this, but encouraged because the Bible talks about everything that's happening in the world right now. And as believers, we have a hope that is beyond the earthly condition. Our hope is not in this world. It's in the future and in eternity. And we, we know that we follow a God who's already taken care of all this. He wins in the end. That's, that's the end of the story. So man can strive all he wants to fight and fight and fight, but we know who wins in the end. And um, our call is just to be faithful, to speak truth into people's lives, to be a witness to those around you. And part of that may just be being informed on what's going on, whether it's geopolitical or local politics. Be informed as a Christian. Don't be ignorant. Don't stick your head in the sand. Be a watchman on the wall. Be prepared day and night to give an answer and a defense and apologetic for your beliefs. That is what living your faith locally looks like. Maybe your calling isn't to be involved in a church or pastor uh, a church or something. Maybe it's just to live your faith in the world around you and amongst those that God has placed in your life. If you're a plumber, then be a plumber, but be prepared to give a defense and an answer for what you believe. It's all there. We've never lived in a time easier to equip yourself with knowledge. You can do the research. On the spiritual side, you have the word you need to spend every day. You need to spend some time in the Bible. Literally the definition of backsliding for a Christian is you stop your, your, your devotion and your prayer on a daily basis. And, and our culture is just saturated with bad news, but, um, we're not to fear it. We are to be in the world, not of the world, but you can't shine your light if you don't know how to turn the light on. So here at defining truth, we definitely encourage you to equip yourself. And speaking of that, our book is finally here. Uh, finally <laughs> defining truth. The book is out. Now we have printed paperback copies, digital downloads are available on the website and audio version is coming soon. Um, listen, if, if you guys really want to equip yourself and you want to learn about how to give an answer as a believer to a lot of these ridiculous arguments, get this book defining truth is to equip you to have an answer and a response to a lot of the hot topics in the culture war today. We're very excited to have it come out. I think it's, um, it's a little bit of a deeper book, but it's an easy read. And I think, I think you guys are going to love it. So uh, check out the website and uh, we'll get some books out to you very soon. The truth will set you free. That's right. Thanks for listening. Time. We'll see you next time. Maybe next week. <laughs>